A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Telegraph. Podcasts. It was a hot day. It was, it was like a beautiful summer's day. And then I just heard this enormous roar. My name's Heathcliff O'Malley. I've been at The Telegraph for 24 years working as a photographer, and I was in New York on 9-11. the feeling in New York City today, one of its most famous landmarks destroyed, thousands dead, and America is under siege. So that morning I was in my hotel room editing some photos from a fashion show from the night before. I'd um, originally gone to New York to cover New York Fashion Week. And the phone rang and the deputy picture editor said, a plane has hit the World Trade Center, can you go and have a look? Almost in a sort of casual way, really. It wasn't like in this, you know, oh my God, this awful thing's just happened. And I thought, well, maybe it's a Cessna or a light aircraft. And I phoned my um, fashion editor, who was a couple of rooms down the corridor, and said, look, I've been asked to go down to the World Trade Center. And she was like, do you think you could send your show pictures first and I was like no I think I better just head down and just see what's going on but I didn't realize what was happening so I took my kit with me as if I'd go down do a few pictures and then head off and shoot my first fashion show went down to the hotel lobby and I called for a taxi the first taxi stopped it's this old guy with a beard and a baseball cap and I said can you take me to the world trade center he just started screaming at me and refused to take me, and I thought, oh, this is a bit weird. Next guy stops, he takes me, and as we're driving down, I start to see smoke from the towers, and when we got to a certain distance, I can't remember how far we were, but I was thinking, well, I better stop here, I don't want to get too close. So I got out of the taxi, and I was on West Broadway, and there were people... It seemed quite calm, but people were sitting on like, the roofs of cars and some had binoculars, some were eating sandwiches or drinking a coffee and, and both towers at that point, there was smoke pouring out of the tops of both the towers. Um, still had no idea what had happened. As I got closer, people started to look more distressed about what was going on. And... Um, and then I came to a cordon. Everybody in the street on the other side, start walking north. I'm sure they're out by now. Everybody's out. And then I just heard this enormous roar. You could feel it. And I turned round, moved, and I could see that one of the towers had gone. So it was just one town. People then started to get more and more distressed.
I bumped into this woman. She was looking quite distraught and said, can I borrow your phone? My father works in the towers and I can't get hold of him. And I said, I'm really sorry, but my phone doesn't work. I showed her, I said, my phone hasn't got any signal. It's not working. And she was like, well, thank you. Um, I hope you get some good pictures. Um, it, was, you know, it just felt really strange. And I carried on, came across another cord, and they were bringing some people through, and they brought a woman through, and were taking her to the ambulance. And so I turned around to photograph her being looked at by some paramedics, and then I just heard this another enormous... turned round and the next tower had collapsed and then all hell broke loose, everyone started running, the cordon went down and I thought well I've got to now go forward (laughs) when the second tower came down, there was just this ball of dust it was caustic, it was burning my skin it was everywhere it was collecting on the sills of windows on the shop fronts. There were paper and dust just sort of hanging in the air. It didn't really feel real, if that makes sense. There was lots of rubble around, and it sounds pretty silly now, but there was this um, Kubrick film called Full Metal Jacket. And when I watched that years ago, I thought, this is such an unrealistic-looking set. This is really bad, and they had, like, flames sprouting out of the ground and stuff, and I thought, this is so bad. As I started to pick my way through the rubble, I saw little flames come up, and it just reminded me of that film. It felt like I was on a film set, not somewhere real. You know, apart from some people covered in dust. Obviously, it was real, but it didn't... I don't know... but I just kept moving forward. I came across these um, firefighters and they were working from engines that were partially crushed. There were things bleeping in the rubble attached to firemen's masks, and I think they must have been like carbon monoxide alarms. Yeah, the whole situation was surreal. There were abandoned vehicles. Paper everywhere, rubble everywhere, dust everywhere. And it started off as this beautiful day with a clear blue sky. You know, it's a beautiful sort of autumn, September day in New York, and suddenly there's just dust and this sort of slightly apocalyptic scene. The, the firefighters, some of them were working, some of them were sitting with their heads in their hands, red-eyed, possibly crying, just looking you know, like they were in shock. I was just very close to the North Tower and there were two bridges that crossed over the West Street Highway and it was the, the North Bridge that was blocking the highway, so that had been hit by the North Tower collapsing and the whole thing was sort of, you, you couldn't go any further, it was like a dead end of rubble. 
and the firemen were caught in that corner of the bridge and their engines were crushed by the bridge falling on top of it. I just kept working as much as I could. Then I ran out of card space on my cameras and I thought, well, I could delete some and shoot some more, but then I'm going to have to get these pictures into the paper because otherwise there's just no point. I bumped into one of the photographers that I know that shoots the catwalk. She looked really concerned. And I guess at that point I was covered in dust and whatever. And and she um, flagged down a a car with just a civilian driver who um, agreed to take me back up to Midtown to my hotel. Yeah, drove me back to the hotel and I went and sat down, started picking through my pictures, phoned the desk. And the first thing the picture editor said was, thank God you're still alive. I don't think it sunk in. I mean, after New York, I went to Afghanistan and I lived with the Afghans fighting the Taliban. But it wasn't until a year later. I was re-editing a year later my pictures and I started to cry. And I phoned a friend of mine, um, an American friend, and he said, you were probably in shock for 12 months and you're only just beginning to process it. People used to say that I changed from covering 9-11 and the events after that, and for a long time I didn't think it had, but it, it has. Our profound sympathy, obviously, of course, with the people of, of New York, and as we know, there are many British people missing as well. Our thanks... I shouldn't have been there. The other photographer should have been there. He couldn't make it, so I had to go in his place. I wonder to this day about the woman who asked to use my phone. You know, that still sticks in my mind. I've never been in contact with anybody I photographed that day. So I've never had, yeah, never had that contact since. But I do wonder with that particular woman, you know, did her father survive? Eyewitness History is a Telegraph original podcast. It was produced by Giles Gear, Louisa Wells and Theodora Leloudis. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow in your favourite podcast app and leave a review to help others find the show. If you'd like to see Heathcliff's photographs and you're not already a Telegraph subscriber, head to telegraph.co.uk slash audio for 30 days free access to our online journalism.